Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1889. The topic is training and the title is CrossFit Programming Edition for Squat and Deadlift Strength. I do supplemental CrossFit programming all the time. I work with a lot of CrossFit coaches and it's, it's for various reasons. The most common reason is they've suffered some injury. Their, their movement quality and strength suffered specifically related to squat uh, and deadlift and then typically some overhead style uh, positions or movements. So they either have a shoulder problem, low back problem, hip problem, knee problem, some kind of problem problem. <laughs> and through a friend of a friend, they reach out to me, like a you know a client of mine recommends they reach out, and then we start working together to address the issues. So I wanted to share two programs that I have currently going on, and they're they're different from each other, which is why I thought they would be both equally fun to share rather than just sharing one of them. Uh, I can't share ever, all of them because there's too many. So I figured this would be a, two fun kind of com- comparison programs. One client is very high-level uh, CrossFit athlete. She suffered a disc herniation and had a lot of hip pain in her squats. She had a friend of hers who was a past client of mine who had um, hamstring surgery, like detachment surgery, and we were able to get her back to squatting correctly and strong and hit new PRs and stuff. And she recommended that my now current client, the CrossFit uh, coach reach out. So we started working together. We've been working together for a couple of years. She's kicking ass, uh, pain-free, getting stronger. Everything's going really well. So her programming, how we do that uh, supplement or that addition is I give her two lower body focused workouts a week and they are mobility and like squat focused. The other one is mobility and deadlift focused. Now, sometimes to build one, like we might do squats in both times. Maybe one's a regular squat, one's a box squat. The idea is we do one day stuff that builds their squat, one day that stuff that builds their deadlift, but it doesn't always mean that the deadlift day is a deadlift. <laughs> uh, sometimes in order to help strengthen someone's squat, I mean, in order to help strengthen someone's deadlift, you have to get them into different positions that uh, a squat variation might actually offer better. Uh, so I'll leave that for another podcast. But we're having a lot of fun programming in that way. So the other workouts during the week that she does on her own are upper body focused. So I help her with lower body ones twice a week. The other ones she does are kind of, they're probably full body to be honest. Uh, Full body focused. There's definitely some heavy stuff in there for the upper body. A lot of conditioning work, a lot of core work. Uh, but it's not typically going to be additional heavy lower body work. We keep the heavy lower body work for our two workouts. The other client I have, we do uh, a lot of other stuff. (laughs) We supplement one workout a week for what we do, a strength-based workout. So they scrap the CrossFit stuff one day a week. The other days, I have a specific warm-up for them. Now, this client, his main issue is mobility, and he was having just really delayed strength progression, felt like his technique was, he wasn't getting great technique feedback, nothing that really kind of made sense to him. And I had a connection with that CrossFit gym, so he knew I knew strength, 
they, we got in touch, so we've been adding to his pro CrossFit programming with strength-specific work. So we do a lot of mobility stuff because that was the big issue for him was mobility. And then also just getting into proper positions with proper weight loads was part of the problem for strength development as well. So I do a specific mobility warm-up that he does every workout. One day a week we do just our workout. Then one day a week we add... A post upper body workout with more upper body elements and a post lower body workout with more lower body elements and then I have substitutions for him for if they have a strength lift but he doesn't like that one he'll substitute heavy strength uh, squat variations and we also have a Metcon substitution so if he feels like one of the Metcons that week aren't really related to what his main goals are or his main issues then he substitute with the Metcon that we made so basically he has a lot of options to plug and play elements into the CrossFit programming if he doesn't feel like what's programmed that day specifically targets his known weaknesses or if it's more cardio based he isn't he isn't he doesn't need more cardio he needs more strength so if it's highly cardio based he'll substitute for some of our stuff so the first client that we're working through the disc herniation, we do every workout we start with mobility work. So for this one, we do a little bit of foam, foam rolling uh, to help loosen up the muscles around the hips and the lats. And then we do a shoulder internal external rotational PNF release to help with uh, thoracic tightness and shoulder positioning underneath the barbell back squat. This is something that we found was uh, like an energy leak quote unquote for her in squats is her elbows would be rolled like rotated upward and her shoulders were kind of hunched and rolled forward so if we can get the elbows to rotate down get the shoulders to rotate back that allows her to get her shoulder blades squeezed harder together and that creates a much tighter base in the thoracic spine which better translates the leg strength straight into the bar. So there's not that weak link in the thoracic spine. Then we do some uh, hip mobility stuff. Then we do a general mobility that kind of gets her up and moving, but a lot of hip-based stuff. So she does like a frog stretch, a DNS star, some other elements. Now this is due to the disc herniation she has is in her lower spine. So we want to strengthen all the small nuancey things that are around the hips to help control the hip position and the spinal position to help relieve some of the stress that she was having uh, with that disc herniation. So we've been doing great. She hasn't had pain in over well over well over a year, if not longer than that. So then we go into some type of nervous system stimulus. We've been doing heavy yoke carries, trap bar carries. We're doing dumbbell farmers carries this time. We just do something that kind of spikes her nervous system and kind of excites the body, but doesn't take her through a full range of motion, certainly no eccentric loading, uh, to where we would pre-damage the tissues before going into squats. But we do want some type of nervous system stimulation. Then she goes into squats. Sometimes we do high reps. Sometimes we do heavier weight. Depends on what season we're in. Uh, but I list actually the weights for her. So like this next workout she has, well actually the one she just did today, we worked up to 115 kilograms, three sets of two, then one set of six. So she got the three sets of two with good technique quality work. And then the one set of six would have pushed her a little bit. And then we do a heavy walkout hold for 10 counts at 130 kilograms. So... 
She does great with that. Then we kind of build that up over four weeks. Then after that, she goes into dumbbell dual front rack squat, which is just going to murder her core and help work on uh, the knees because a front rack especially with two kettlebells, you're going to have to have a more upright torso. So it's going to force the knees to go forward. So this is actually going to strengthen the tissue of her quadriceps down by the knees specifically, which is going to help the body position that she has to squat with. So this exercise is specific for the position it forces as it relates to how she actually squats with the barbell. And then we have a quad stretch uh, on a roller pad, which is basically just to open, make sure her quads are opened up, the hip flexors aren't too tight, the upper quads aren't too tight so that way it doesn't cause forward rotation of the hip structure as a tightness between the workouts which could cause uh, that disc herniation uh, pain cause some inflammation and, and pain there so that's one of our workouts the other workout we do again prep work we do a cns stimulus and then we do deadlifts now again if we're doing high volume in one lift i tend to do heavy weight in the other. So if I'm doing high volume in squat, I'll do heavy in deadlifts or vice versa. And then the accessories we do, she has this time a kettlebell dual sumo stiff leg deadlift. And this is to work on the upper hamstring connector again with the core bracing. And then we have kettlebell dual narrow RDL. And again, that's just getting her into another kind of like hamstring glute position with low back stimulus. So that's going to be more hinge based work. Whereas on the squat day, we did more uprighted torso more knee based stimulus for lower body so that would be her workouts it's it's probably takes her about i would say 60 minutes maybe 60 to 75 minutes uh, now whenever people are used to the way i program they'll be able to get them done like a little faster and faster but usually around an hour is what i aim for for her workouts now the other client for example his uh, strength based workout like the one where we have to substitute the entire day he has his his mobility warm-up where we do leaning over Cossack squats a deep squat uh, where like a deep squat hold with an adductor stretch and then we do uh, like a movement pattern in that so we have a little bit of a static stretch but into a dynamic stretch and then we do what's called a deep squat into reptile push-up this is great for opening up the pec and the shoulders to improve uh, back positioning for the squat uh, it also helps to open up the hip flexor and the quadricep so it opens up a lot of stuff around the hips and it works on your core a little bit you have to activate and kind of tighten and brace your core so then he goes into a superset uh, where you do two exercises back to back with conventional deadlifts and bench press so we have his strength substitute as squats that if he doesn't squat heavy in the CrossFit programming that week, he'll substitute a squat in later that week. So we do deadlift and bench press. Now why in the world are we doing bench press for a CrossFit competitor? It's because he was wanting to work on pressing strength, but they already do a lot of overhead work. So I wanted to stimulate and challenge his body with a new position. So as an example, when we started, he was super shaky and wobbly at 135-pound bench press, and now he's hitting 200 pounds. Uh, he's he's been you know hitting 185 for sets of three to four. So his strength has definitely gone up in the bench press, which has translated to stronger shoulder stabilization and tricep strength for his overhead press work. 
So it was a great movement pattern that didn't overly double up on all the things he was already doing. It was a newer stimulus because it was a newer angle. The conventional deadlifts, we do a lot of variations right now. I have him doing paused uh, off the start. So he, he pushes through his legs to get the bar off the ground about one or two inches. Then he stops, holds that position, and then tries to come up and finish through the range of motion. What I'm really wanting him to do is to learn to use leg push to get the bar started. So if you ever try a pause off the floor, an isometric hold off the floor, you cannot just lower back drag that up. You have got to use leg drive. So that has pushed him in order to be able to learn leg drive. Now, since we started, I don't remember the exact numbers, but he's hit like a 40, 50 pound PR on deadlifts. So you've gotten a huge gain on that as well. And then he has a couple things he finishes up with. That's a lower body hinge mechanic and an upper body. Uh, now we do typically do an overhead press in the upper body accessory. Now his lower body workout, like after one lower body dominant type CrossFit day, he adds in hip airplanes and Spider-Man walking lunges, which improve mobility. After one upper body dominant CrossFit day, we add in diamond push-ups, which are tricep dominant, with overhand narrow pull-ups. Now I'll do a million different variations of pull-ups, but that's good. He wants to improve his pull-up strength, as that's helpful for all of CrossFit. Uh, specifically, he wants to be able to do better at Murph every year because that's a good marker that we have for yearly progress. So we do a lot of pull-ups. Then his strength substitute, we work up to some heavy squats. Nothing super amazing there. And then the Metcon substitute, I have him doing ski erg reverse flies, dumbbell clean and press with two dumbbells, and then renegade rows. That is a freaking wicked circuit, by the way, if you want to give that a shot. But it helps with shoulder mobility and bracing, helps with lower body strength and mechanics, as well as core bracing. Uh, just a ton, a ton, a ton of benefit uh, through those exercises. So I thought it would be fun to just hear that you can add to CrossFit programming if you want to improve your squat and deadlift strength or in my other client, his overhead press strength and mobility. But if there's an element that you feel like is lacking in your CrossFit programming, there are a million ways to add to the programming to make sure you address those weaknesses and catch them up as quickly as you can. And especially if you're having any aches and pains, there's a lot of ways to add therapies and different ways to address that issue that still allow you to have fun in CrossFit, but not feel beat up <laughs> from it. So I thought that would be fun to share just some of the structures that we add in, what we look for in concepts. Uh, cool. Okay, well, there you go. So if you're looking for a CrossFit programming addition, uh, whether it's for squat and deadlift strength, whether it's for mobility, whether it's for overhead stuff, you can take some of the ideas we took, uh, we talked about in today's podcast, or you can always reach out. Right now I'm offering free 15-minute consultations. You can sign up via email at brutalirongym at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, www.brutalirongym.com, and sign up there. Uh, we have a link on the one-on-one -on -one services page to sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. You can tell me what your goals are, what your struggles are, and I'll tell you how we can work together to overcome them. Cool. Well, if you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.